0: Take the step, you know, and decide. And you walk through that door and you say, I'm going to be decisive today. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, God, are you with me? Cool, let's go.
1: Welcome to the Hustle Differently podcast. I'm Adriana. And each episode, I chat with a millennial professional about defining moments in their careers that have shaped their faith and understanding of their identity. The COVID pandemic was a defining moment for many of us. Some of us reevaluated our lives, lost loved ones, adjusted to new norms, and took risks to believe in our talents and achieve our dreams. How did the pandemic shift your career goals and your journey? For Loani Garrido, she never would have imagined she launched her food business the day before her state governor ordered everyone to quarantine and businesses to shut down in March 2020. Loani joins us on today's episode. She is the co-owner of Hugh Vegan Cafe, a food cart near Portland, Oregon. We chat about having the confidence to make decisions that could potentially change our lives, her experience as a business owner during a pandemic, and the lessons she's learned along the way. Fun fact, Loani was sitting in her food cart during this conversation. So Hugh Vegan Cafe is low-key a podcast studio too. (laughs) All right, let's jump into this conversation. I know you started your food cart during the pandemic. You had no experience starting or owning a business or knew anything about being a professional chef, but you talked a little bit about how an encouraging friend and your passion for food that was passed down from your grandmother and your trust in God really helped you take a risk to start Hugh Vegan Cafe. So can you just tell me a little bit more about what it was like in that year before starting Hugh Vegan Cafe?
0: Oh, man. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> well, I had just graduated. I went to Southern Adventist University and I moved back home. And at that point, I was still trying to figure out, am I going to go to grad school? Because I was trying to apply for a physical therapy program. And I'm like, I'm just going to take this year off and work everything out to make sure I'm like ready for when I apply and I'm going to work and save some money. And just give this some thought, because there was like a little voice in my head that told me, "Mm, I don't know if grad school is for you. I don't know if that's the path you need to be taking. (laughs) And I just was working this job that I didn't love. It was like with the construction company. I'm like, this is not my vibe. Like this job (laughs) is just not it. And I was just felt kind of lost, as I think most people do when they graduate. And they're not working a job in which they're like using their degree or they're trying to get into grad school and figuring out if that's the right path for them. And I was like, I need to find a different job. Am I going to do grad school? I felt, I think, a lot of pressure from my family being coming from like an immigrant. My parents are from Honduras, that kind of background. I think sometimes kids put a lot of pressure on themselves to like succeed and do the best that they can with all this because of all the sacrifices their parents have you know, made for them. But I had a conversation with them and I feel like they really released me from that. And they were like, we just want you to be happy with whatever you do. We want you to be passionate about it and just build something for yourself. So that kind of gave me the freedom to be able to maybe search for other careers that aren't maybe as conventional. And my best friend, Carissa, that I met when we were overseas as student missionaries in the Marshall Islands, we stayed in touch super close. And she brought up this idea to me because she also was kind of like, I just graduated. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know if grad school is it. What do you think about starting like a restaurant? And I was like, "Mm, run that back. (laughs) A restaurant? (laughs) I was like, I don't know anything about business or like I cook for myself and like for my family, but I'm, I'm not a chef. I'm not, you know, instantly like all these like limiting beliefs, if that's what you want to call it, just started coming up. I'm like, I'm not this, I'm not that. I don't know what I'm doing. And pretty much every day she talked to me about it. And she's like, well, here's the plan. She does have a business degree. And I'm like, you go off, girl. <laughs> you know what you're doing, but I'm not going to be a part of this because this is crazy. And I really didn't give it too much thought. I kind of entertained the idea. Like I was like, Oh yeah, that's a cute idea. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, just kind of egging her on. Cause I'm like, yeah, you go for it. And the more I thought about it and I talked to my parents about it and I prayed about it. I'm like, why am I so scared of, you know, jumping into this business endeavor because I feel like I just kept thinking about I have so much to lose like what if it fails and blah 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 and if I move across the country and things just don't work out or I'm working with my best friend or what if we fall out like have a big falling out and our friendship <laughs> doesn't work out because of this business so there were just a lot of things like running through my mind and I think I just started looking at it from the perspective of instead of like what do I have to lose what do I have to gain I just started putting together like a little list of like, here's what you're going to gain if you move to Portland, Oregon, and you start this business. And I think that really shifted my perspective. And as I thought about like, I'm back at home, which is nothing wrong with living at home. You know, if your parents like want you there, you're saving money. Great. But that's just not what I wanted for myself. And I was working a job I didn't love. I love Minnesota. That's where I was living. That's where I grew up because my family's from there. But I'm like, ah, this, I feel like this isn't really like where I want to live. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of living like my worst case scenario, you know? So I'm like, if I do move to Oregon and start this business and it fails, well, guess what? I can just go right back to my worst case scenario. My parents will gladly take me in. I'm sure my job would take me back. So it's like, there is nothing to lose. So I just prayed about it. I was like, God, what is your will? I feel like I'm standing in front of door A and door B. Door A is I stay here. In Minnesota and get another job. Or I move to Portland and start this crazy adventure that I have no idea what I'm doing. And I felt like God was like, just kind of pick a door, have the confidence and be decisive and pick a door to walk through. And like, I am going with you, whatever you choose, I am going with you. I will be with you. So just take a risk. <laughs> it's kind of what I felt he was saying. And I feel like God's will is for us to trust him. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking door B. Here we go. Moving across the country to Oregon and let's just see what happens. And so I moved here. We started with the farmer's markets in 2019, which was nice because it gives you like exposure. You kind of get your name out there. And that gave us the time to kind of plan. And we originally wanted to open up a restaurant, but things just weren't working out with that. It was falling through like one thing after another. It's really hard to find commercial real estate believe it or not. I didn't know that, but you know, especially finding like a kitchen in the space that we wanted that would fit like our needs. And yeah, it just wasn't working out. We prayed about it and we're like, well, obviously you don't want us to open up a restaurant. So what do we do next? And the food cart scene in Portland is popping. food carts are everywhere. There's pods. It's a big business. And we were like, well, why don't we start a food cart? Let's do that. And as soon as we decided to do that, like everything started falling into place. We bought it like the same week, did the renovations on it. All of this stuff started falling into place for it. And unfortunately, we ended up opening in March 2020 when the pandemic like hit in its full force (laughs) It's coming in.
1: What a time.
0: (laughs) What a time. I was like, wow, we really just picked the perfect timing for this because we opened, I think it was a Thursday. And then the next day, Friday, like school started closing down. People started, and Oregon office took it like very seriously, and so we were like, "Well, great! What are we gonna do now?" Because so we were so excited, and it felt like such a journey to like get to this point where we were finally ready to open, and then we open, and the next day it's like, "Boom, COVID."
1: I thought it was so funny when you were saying that like your friend was coming to you with the idea and you were like egging her on like, yeah, this sounds great. But I don't think in the back of your mind, like, I don't think I'm going to be part of this. And it's so interesting how like we will encourage other people's visions, but not always encourage our own. And that like fear will kind of like cause us to be in like this stagnant. You talked about like you felt like God telling you to like pick a door, right? Sometimes fear can make us in this stagnant place where we're like in the in-between, right? Scared to go like one direction, scared to go other another direction. So we like stay just like in the middle where we are, you know, trying to figure it out. But I thought that was so kind of interesting where you're just like, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm just, I'm going to go in this direction. I'm going to pick this door to start Hugh Vegan Cafe and we're going to see how it goes, you know, based off of the worst case scenarios that you created,
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's I think we a lot of us are like paralyzed by like the decision making that we have to do, and we just don't do anything. It's like analysis paralysis. I think it's like you analyze and you think and you think, and nothing comes of it because you're just you're stuck. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And a lot of times, I think that's how confidence is built. I think confidence in yourself, in God, is when you just take the step, you know, and decide, and you walk through that door, and you say. I'm going to be decisive today, and this is what I'm going to do. Like, God, you with me? Cool. Let's go. And I think for me, at least, I think that was a huge turning point when I look back at the last like two years where I've gained so much confidence in myself and in who I am and in the skills and stuff that I've developed. One, because this business has kind of forced me to. It's like I kind of, not the fake it till you make it, but I have to believe in myself and like throw myself in there and do things that I haven't done before But it's like when you start making little decisions, like when you tell yourself, I'm going to start waking up earlier and you start doing it and you're like, oh, okay, day two, day three, a week has gone by and I've been waking up earlier, three weeks a month. That's when you're like, yes, like you have confidence in yourself because you're showing up for yourself. You're doing what you said you were going to do. So I think that's the same thing with like making decisions where you're like, I can do this. Let me choose this. And I'm just going to make the absolute best out of this situation, which I think is all you can do. And with God on your side, it's like, I mean, you got the, (laughs) he's backing you up, you
1: know? And season two of the podcast is about champion and what does it mean for Jesus to be your champion? And I've been asking all of the guests on this season to kind of share that. And I want to read your response if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. You said, as simple as it sounds, Jesus being my champion means that he fights for me. He stands up for me. It reminds me of the verse in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. It reminds me that I don't need to be perfect in my daily life, which I struggle a bit with. I don't need to take care of everything. He's got me. He has won every battle, undefeated, undefeated conquered it all and is so ready to help me navigate this life. And I love that. And I would love an opportunity for you to kind of share what that means for you, why that response kind of came to your mind for that question.
0: Yeah. I think that knowing and believing, because it's like, there's a difference between like, I know something and like believing it, but I think believing that Jesus is my champion kind of gives me like the permission to like rest and take a step back. And I don't know, it's kind of like, I feel like the sense of like peace that kind of washes over me because I'm very much like a go-getter. Like I'm always doing something. I'm moving around like from place to place, like did this cool. What's next? Let's go. That's just my personality. And I think sometimes I can get really caught up in, am I doing this good enough? Is this like going to meet the standards of other people. Is this perfect? Is this, even though I don't, I know that not nothing is perfect, you know, but in my mind, I'm like, how can this be the best that I can do? And just the constant like rush and the constant like hustle to not because I have something to prove, but I just, it's just my own personality. I'm a three on the Enneagram for anyone that knows anything about the Enneagram. So I'm just, I think knowing that God says like, I'm your champion. All you need to do girl is just stand still, sit back. Like I got this, I fight for you. And so I, of course that means I still do put my best foot forward in everything that I do and just try to see, like, let me do my best, but I don't stress as much anymore about it being perfect or about the idea, like executing things the way that I want. Because I'm like, I can always fall back and know that like, I don't have to work so hard because God fights for me. So it's like, no matter what comes up, what struggles I face, even in the good things, I'm like, this is coming from God. And all I got to do is just like, take a backseat and like, let him take over and like, help me weave through this adventure, specifically in this, in this business, in this entrepreneur life. Like, this is all so new to me you know so it's like i can trust that he's got me that's the the short answer to it
1: yeah and that's such a i think being able to come to that realization and interestingly enough i think even what you said has been sort of like a thread of like a lot of the conversations that i've been having this season on the podcast and you know jesus and like christ really fighting for us and coming to that realization and like leaning into it and owning it is something that i feel like a lot of the millennials that I've been talking to have like been coming to that realization. And I think, I don't know if it's too bold to say it was the pandemic, because I don't know everybody's left fully, right? It's There's things that lead up to that realization. But it's so interesting that that has been like a, a thread and a lesson like consistently that I've been hearing.
0: Yeah, I think it's just become, like I said, I less of like a struggle for me personally, where I'm constantly, I feel like in the past, have been like, I need to figure this out. And like, what am I going to do? And I stress and I worry and I just like lose sleep over things, you know? And then with reminding myself, like, Luani, God is your champion. It's just like, oh, okay, Lord, I know you, you're trying to remind me again to just, you know, calm down <laughs> that you're going to see me through this. And there's just like so much peace in that, that, you know, Regardless of what the outcome is, whether it's what you wanted it to be or something completely different, you just are able to trust that God's working through it. And I think that kind of leads me to thinking about when people are like, well, God's will, like, Lord, what's your will? That's a big thing that I prayed for when jumping into this business and starting. When I was praying, like, Lord, is this your will for me to do this? Do I I start this? Do I, you know? And I think at the end of the day, like, God's will is for us just to trust Him. You know, and so I think that's when I think of God being my champion, he's also just like, it's just trust me, let go, <laughs> which can be hard.
1: It can, it can be. <laughs> it can be. And even hearing a little bit, like a little teaser of your story in our earlier conversation, it seemed like that was like a big theme. So I know that the pandemic has been like a difficult time for like food businesses and you are brave enough to start a food business in the pandemic, <laughs> And I would love to just hear a little bit more. I, this is a two part question, you know, some challenges, some victories that you've had, you know, starting Q Vegan Cafe, you know, in the last few months, especially during the pandemic. I think we, we are still in the pandemic, honestly, don't know when it's going to end, hopefully soon, but it's a two part question, challenges, victories. I'd um, love to hear a little bit more how you navigated those, what have those kind of looked like for you? Yeah,
0: yeah. We definitely are still in the pandemic, especially here in Oregon. And when we first opened up, like I said, we were a little nervous that we were going to have to shut down because I know a lot of restaurants were having to like let people go, close down, no dine-in. Everyone kind of had to figure out how do we stay open, how do we serve people when the restrictions are like quarantine is coming in hot, you know, like what do we do? Thankfully, we were able to stay open because food carts are just like to go. Like you make the food, slide it out the window, they take it, they go. And so that was a huge relief when we're like, "Oh, okay, the governor said like food carts are good, we can stay open. So now I'm like, how do we get people to come out to the car when they're like quarantining or they're not going to work anymore? They're not taking their kids to school. People are mostly staying at home. So we did like a big merch sale because we had bought like a lot of merch and stuff for like our grand opening. And people were just so generous. Like friends, family, people that I hadn't talked to in years that were like, Hey, I see that you're you're selling like your Hue Vegan Cafe merch. Can I buy it? So we were like shipping things out to friends like across the country. And then we started doing delivering with like DoorDash, Uber Eats. So that also made a big difference. And then just like the vegan community, like the vegan community, I feel like no matter where you go, is always strong. Like vegan people really stick together. (laughs) They come through for each other. So we just had a lot of people like posting about us, sharing us, bringing their friends, just like the word was like spreading like amongst the community. And that was also really heartwarming to see that people, I think People specifically, like, in Portland are so gun ho about, like, shop local, support small businesses, which I've never really experienced in other places. And specifically, they're like, these are two young ladies. They're women. They're minorities. Like, we have to support them. So that was a big win. The challenge, of course, was just how do we continue to grow? How do we get our name out there when, like, people are just not coming, I guess? Like, it was... I'm not saying that it was like super slow, but I don't think it was what it would have been if we had opened, not in a pandemic, you know? So I think we just had to get really creative. Like we're like, let's sell merch. Let's deliver through DoorDash and these other services. Let's make granola or make certain things that we can sell and send home with people in jars. Let's when like Thanksgiving hit, you know, making even like meals and stuff that people could take home with them. So We're just trying to find like super creative ways to get out there. We like started a TikTok. You know, we were trying to post on social media as much as we could. So I can't think of anything that's like that we really like rearranged or like rewired, I guess you could say, to make the business run because we had literally only been open for one day and then the pandemic hit. And so thankfully, We were at the beginning of everything. So we could kind of just be like, well, this is the way we're going to run our business now versus other people who maybe had been open for a long time and had to completely switch up the way that they did things. So that was kind of a blessing. Mm -hmm. Another big blessing is that we tried so hard to try to sign a lease on a brick and mortar. Since I, I moved here in July, pretty much from like July to November of 2019. We were like hustling, working hard to get this place. And it just wasn't coming together. And looking back, I'm like, thank you, Lord, on high. Because had we opened a restaurant in March 2020, we wouldn't have made it straight up. Like we would not have made it. So I'm just thankful that that kept falling through and that God gently (laughs) redirected us towards a food cart because we were able to remain open. So all in all, it's been a challenging year from dealing with, the procedures, changing things up inside the cart with like cleanliness and disinfecting and dealing with like the mass stuff and the social distancing rules. In general, that's been a challenge, but I feel like we've acclimated pretty quickly to like figuring things out. And thankfully, like the vegan community, friends and family, the church has been super supportive. All the members and stuff come here, even if they're not vegan or vegetarian. And so I think there's been more, blessings than really like struggles, because I would like to say that we're both pretty smart, determined women that we figure things out. You know, I don't think we're like two phased by, especially since we opened in a pandemic. I'm like, this happened, but I'm not that phase where we can do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I love to hear that, like all of the support that you've received. And I think that ma- makes a lot of sense, you know, opening up in a pandemic, giving an opportunity to, create sort of like your business process and how you're going to serve your customers and operate in a space that wasn't kind of like conventional versus, like you said, with people who kind of already had their business in a certain kind of way. And they had to shift really quickly to kind of figure out like, how are we going to sustain ourselves? Seemed like it was an opportunity for you, especially in a space where you didn't really fully understand how to really do this, right? To like navigate it in a space that was Already something that was like untraditional and unconventional for everyone. So, kind of, it felt like it gave you a little little advantage (laughs) to kind of like figure it out.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, in another way, it was because things started out so slow, it gave us the opportunity to get on our feet and it gave us like the time and the space to figure out, like, okay, so this is what it takes to run a business. We started out a little slower. And that way, when summer hit, when things started, like, opening up a little bit more and summer, well, this summer has been crazy. It was, like, a good way to, like, start out slow, figure things out, ask the questions. And then once, like, things got busier, we, like, were able to, like, hit the ground running and be like, okay, we got this. We're, like, charged up. (laughs) We know what we're doing.
1: Let's go. Yeah. It sounded like it was definitely much. It gave you opportunity to be a learning experience while things were, like, you know, the world was trying to figure out, like, what are we doing? (laughs) So, like, even in yourself and your own experiences, like, what have you seen? In what ways have you seen like you've grown? Maybe like biggest lessons you've sort of been learning or even that you've learned about yourself like through this experience?
0: Honestly, I feel like they're countless, but I'm gonna try my best (laughs) to narrow them down. Okay. (laughs) I think in general, just when you do something scary, like, I was terrified to do this, truly. That's why it took me months to say yes to the opportunity because I'm like, I'm moving across the country. I'm leaving my family. and I'm super tight with my family and I just don't know what I'm doing. And you know, you have all these doubts of like, am I smart enough? Am I business savvy enough? Am I blah, blah, blah. And you kind of doubt yourself. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned in running this business is just confidence, like confidence in myself I feel like I'm used to be the kind of person, still kind of am. Let me not say I'm past it, but then I'm like, oh, like I kind of can't do that. Or like, I'll leave it to someone who can like, oh, the sink's broken or the plumbing needs to be done. Let's call somebody to do it because I don't know anything about plumbing. But when you run a small business, you try to save money as much as you can. And a lot of the projects and things that need to be done, you kind of just need to like step up. And say, like, I am going to do it myself. Let's figure this out. So whether it's, I feel like I'm a plumbing expert at this point with Carissa. The the amount of work that we've had to do on, like, our sinks and in our water pump and stuff. All these, like, little, like, things that you need to do that I normally would have been, like, let me call a handyman. (laughs) I feel like I've been able to step up and learn and just say, like, I'm not going to get it right. I might look really silly trying to fix this thing. But I can do it. And just having that attitude of like, I can do it. I can do it. I can figure it out has been major because it's given me the confidence in like other areas of my life as well. So I think that would be like number one, just confidence in myself and in my abilities and even like a desire to learn new things. Whereas before I would have been like, well, what do I need this for? not going to take the time to learn it. Now I want to learn it because I'm like, you never know. You never know when this is going to come in handy. So that also in learning just to be a better communicator. Obviously I work with my best friend. We also live together. We're roommates. So we spend a lot of time together and it's just learning how to appreciate the strengths and weaknesses of your counterpart. And also just, I think it's like a mirror for me and seeing the ways that I fall short, the things that I do great Because my success is her success. You know, if she's doing good, I'm doing good because like, this is our business. This is our time, our energy, our emotions, our mental, like everything that we're putting forth. And so learning to communicate and being able to put things out there, whether it's like a sticky conversation or like a great conversation, an easy breezy one. I think that's helped me because sometimes I used to like avoid things like, I don't want to be like confrontational about this or say something. But now I think that running this business has really helped me be able to communicate better with just people in general, being able to like put my thoughts even and my ideas out there and being more self-assured that like, this is a good idea and saying it with my chest, you know, instead of like, um, what if we maybe like do da, da, da. Instead of just being like, yep, yeah, this is my idea. Like, what do you think? If you don't like it, that's fine. Cool. I'm not going to take it personally. Let's like work through this and figure out what to do. I used to like be really scared of like numbers, and I'm like, I'm not a money person, but running a business, you kind of have to be involved and know a little bit about like payroll and accounting stuff. So I've surprised myself with that too. And that's even translated into my personal finances, which that is a whole other podcast of <laughs> learning how to manage your money. This is my advice for anyone. If you are even thinking of starting your own business, start saving money now, please. Cut out all the things that you don't need and save that money because like it's going to come in handy. So anyway, that's even translated into my personal life, just learning to be more careful and not just blow money everywhere. But yeah, just taking care of like, my finances and stuff, which used to really scare me because it can be really overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it can be.
0: It really can, especially if you got student loans and all that stuff. It's just like, oh, Lord help me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think there's like daily, like little lessons and stuff that you learn about the way that you interact with people and patience and just like learning new skills. But I think just in general, I really would say that the biggest thing for me has just been confidence in myself and not so much in like, I'm a confident person, you know, like when you see people walk in and you're like, Oh, that girl looks confident, but just confident in my abilities and in what I have to bring to the table. Because a lot of times I feel like, Oh, uh, like I, that's not good enough. Like someone can always do it better. Well, of course someone can always do it better and someone can always do it worse. You know, maybe you're in the middle, but in just trusting in myself and my abilities, And yeah, just like doing the best that I can. That's like all you can do, but you're not going to know if you're able to do something if you don't even try.
1: Right. I would love to hear about, you know, how does your your faith, your understanding of God and even your relationship with God impact what you just talked about in that dynamic of being a boss, being in the people business, right? Serving customers, having a business where employees want to work. How does it play a role in that? Yeah, I mean,
0: for starters, being Adventist, there's always been such a big emphasis on health and wellness and mind and body and like what you're putting into your body. So I think I'm so thankful for growing up in the church and having those, I don't know if the word's values, but just that part of like health and wellness was always really important. And so because of that, I am running a vegan business because I do believe in the power of like food to heal you, the power of food to just provide the nutrients and stuff that your body needs to keep running. And in veganism specifically, I know veganism's not for everyone, but I believe in it clearly because that's what my food is. So for starters, like that's been a really big influence. I know for myself, I know for my business partner and wanting to share like really good, clean, wholesome food with people that They're going to finish eating it and they're going to feel great and they're going to enjoy it, hopefully. (laughs) I think just having a love for God, hopefully, at least for me, it does give me a love for people. And so I don't think of people as just as like, oh, it's just a customer, kind of like I said earlier. I really appreciate them. And as cheesy as it sounds, it's like I do try to let the light that God has put in me shine out towards other people, even if it's in like a quick interaction. I don't necessarily need to be talking about God all the time, like God bless you, you know, or doing things like that. But I hope and pray that people do feel like happier and lighter. And I don't know, just God's presence and all the goodness that he is, when they interact with us, when they eat our food. And we have had certain people, because we close on Saturday because of Sabbath, and we've had certain people ask us and we explain to them like what the Sabbath is and why we close. And so that's kind of given a little opportunity to be able to chat with other people. And we do have a lot of christians.com and they'll chat with us about what God's doing in their lives. So that's pretty cool. But I think just in general, the vision is bigger than just like, I'm doing this business because I want to make money because let me tell you, um, <laughs> I'm not rich over here. You know, we're like starting, we're building something. Eventually, would it be great to make money? Yes, because I do believe that money is power and it's influence and you can use that to do a lot of good. But the bigger vision I think is just wanting to be like the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. I don't know if it's sounds silly to be like through food, but food is super important. Like food is what brings people together.
1: It is.
0: At least it does in my family, you know? Yeah. And when people come here with their families and they grab food from us, yeah, just to be able to pass on like that light to them in some kind of way, whether it's through a sandwich or a smile through my mask um, <laughs> or, you know, encouraging <laughs> or smiles. Yeah. smiles. Yeah. <laughs> encouraging them when they come, because you, you'd be surprised like how many people really do open up and they tell you and you're like, Hey, how's your day going? And they're like, uh, do you want to hear the truth? And I'm like, yes, please. Like I, I asked and just the way that you're able to encourage people So I think God plays a a massive role because I do see a bigger picture besides like this is a business, we're making money. Like we do pray a lot about how we can impact and use what he's given us and use what we have to be able to help the people around us.
1: I can't wait when I'm in the Portland area to come and try Hugh Vegan Cafe. I'm so excited. I've been vegan yes. for Yeah, I've been vegan for 5 years, so I always love trying new vegan restaurants. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well we're definitely going to be friends now. <laughs> yes, of course.
1: <laughs> so, for those who plan to be in the Portland area, who are in the Portland area, where can they stay up to date with Hugh Vegan Cafe? Yeah. And learn more about that. And even if you want to share your personal social media, if they want to DM you and have questions and things like that.
0: Yeah. So it's just Hugh H U E Vegan V-E-G-A-N Cafe on Instagram. And we have two locations as of now. Might have more in the future. You know, big things are coming. Yeah. And there's one in like downtown Beaverton and there's another one like well, I won't give the location because to people who don't <laughs> live here, maybe they're like, "Where's that?" <laughs> but yeah, if you want to follow along, Q Vegan Cafe on um, all socials, and then my personal Instagram is Grow with Low, so G R O W with L O. And yeah, I love talking to people about and just giving them advice and letting them know, like my what my I can only speak from my experience, you know but I do love being able to share that with people. So if you have any questions, any comments, like whatever it is, like, I'm more than happy to chat with you because I also really want to see other people follow their dreams and, you know, and as cheesy as it sounds like not be afraid to take a risk and to bet on themselves and to say like, I'm investing in me by doing this. And I think that's, there can only be good that comes from that. You know, if you're confident and you put yourself out there into the world and you share your skills and your heart and your talent with others and God is with you and he's fighting for you and standing in your midst, like only good can come from that. So I I don't want to be the only one thriving and going up. Like I want other people to be able to, to do that as well.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can access the show notes in the description and the transcripts on hustledifferently.com. To make sure you don't miss the next episode, click the subscribe button. Also, I need your help growing this podcast. The two simplest ways you can help are sharing this episode with someone you think would resonate with topics about career and faith. And leaving a review in the Apple podcast app. If you do one or both, it would really help me expand my vision for the podcast and help new listeners find podcasts.